welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hit. It's your Tuesday, September 12th edition. 14 games slate on tap tonight. Hope everybody had a good Monday. Two football games and an eight-game baseball slate. Lots going on this time of year. We have a loaded slate. This 14 game has pitching options out the yin-yang. And, of course, we have bats as usual, especially this time of the year. Um, let's take a quick look at your weather. There's a couple, like 15% or less chances, but those shouldn't be an issue. You got about 10 mile an hour wind blowing in in Kansas City between the White Sox and the Royals. 10 mile an hour is blowing out in City Field between the Yankees and the Rays. 12 miles an hour, pretty heavy wind coming in from left, left center in St. Louis between the Reds and the Cardinals. Then your typical wind blowing out to center in the Dodgers-Giants game. Hopefully the rain stays away. That that San Francisco one was crazy because it went through my area in the daytime. So scattered. It would be beautiful and 93 and then 83 and rain and thunder and lightning. It was just crazy weather yesterday. Supposed to die off later today. So hopefully that doesn't hit there yet again as you got Kershaw on the mound versus Cuello in that one. Let's take a quick look at your totals. You have a uh, White Sox Royals 9.5, Braves Nationals 8.5, Marlins Phillies 9 Orioles, Blue Jays, 9. Tigers, Indians, 8. Yankees, Rays, 8. A's, Red Sox, 9.5. Pirates, Brewers, 8.5. Mets, Cubs, waiting on the weather in Wrigley. Jose Quintana is a minus 260 favorite against Robert Gesellman. Mariners, Rangers, 11.5. Padres, Twins, 10. Reds, Cardinals, 8.5. Rockies, D-backs, 9. Astros, Angels, 8. Dodgers, Giants, again, I mentioned Kershaw, Cueto, 6.5. If you want to hear a money line that is nuts, Kershaw's on the road at minus 220. I mentioned Quintana minus 260. Well, the 19 straight win Cleveland Indians are at home. It's Matt Boyd of the Detroit Tigers. Might as well call him the the, the chosen one to make number 20 tonight. He faces Corey, the Klubach Kluber, and the money line's around minus 500. Yes, I I don't remember seeing a baseball line like that in a long. That's why it stood out, and I had to say something. That is insane. So let's just kick it off there with your pitching. Your top priced arm is Corey Kluber, thirteen thousand three hundred dollars at home against the Indians. This guy is lights out, averages thirty three points a game at home. Uh, the Tigers have gotten to him in his four starts, thirteen runs and twenty two and a third. He still has twenty seven Ks in that time, averaging seventeen points to start. But the way he's pitching, I don't care. He faced the Tigers two starts to go in Detroit. Eight innings, one earned, seven Ks for 29.2. He has 29 or more in four straight starts. Just pure filth. Five of his last six, 28 or more. Around six, seven. Seven of his last eight, 28 or more. He's a 24 or more guy in nine of his last ten. He's filthy against the Tigers. I'm all in. 22% carry for the Tigers. Second, uh, They have the lowest total on the slate. The Tigers' total is 1.71. They could get to him. There's guys that are familiar with him in that lineup, but uh, Kluber at 13-3 is your option up top. You have Kershaw second at 13,000, but remember he's still on a pitch count. Sure, he's facing the Giants, which bodes well. He averages 22.7 points a game against the Giants this year in three starts. Uh, they don't strike out a ton because you can tell even with Kershaw, 20 innings pitch, only 17 strikeouts against the Giants. So he averages 23 against the Giants. Um Pitch count is still an issue as he's been getting yanked early his last two starts. Giants strike out 19% of the time versus lefties. He's got a 31% K rate. Everything else is great with Kershaw minus that pitch count. Giants team totals 256, lefties 316, righties 228 off the Kershaw. 
I will pay up for Kluber, but a lot of people will. So if you want to be contrarian, you can go Kershaw if you're paying up here. Otherwise, you drop down to Justin Verlander at 11600 bucks at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Verlander will be making his second start with the Astros. His first start was in Seattle, six innings, one earned, seven Ks for 25.3 points. He faced the Angels once this year, only for 13 DraftKings points. But uh, as of late, especially the second half of the season, Verlander's been a different man. His last two starts, 25-3, 31-1. That was at Coors Field. 23-36-2. Then he had 14-7, then a 31-32-2, 24-7, 23-6, 23-6. has been looking really, really good. Uh, the Angels don't strike out a ton, 19.4% K rate. That's something to be a little worried about. They do, uh, and, and Verlander's been a very, very heavy fly ball guy this year. Something else to keep in mind. They have a 388 total, lefties 313, righties 285. You know, you can play Trout any day of the week. But as a whole, very intriguing matchup for Verlander at 11-6 if you want to pay down. There's a ton of guys to use today, so I'm going to try to go quickly through this. Um, but you don't have to pay up. But Kluber is by far and away my top guy. I'm going to try to get him in a few. But I'm going to try to save some money because there's other guys like Verlander, Quintana, Jose Quintana, a guy we usually don't talk about. He's 10-9 at home against a Mets team that... Sure has woken up of late, but they're still not a very good baseball team. Quintana coming off a 21.3-point performance at Pittsburgh, who hits lefties decently. Six shutouts, six Ks. thing with Quintana, he only goes about six innings every start. His pitch count gets up there, but still six, nine, seven, eight. Those are Ks his last four starts. 21-25-9, a hiccup at Philly, and then a 25-9 against Toronto. So you got definite 20-plus point performance at $10,900. Um against a Mets team who does strike out quite a bit, striking out almost 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Quintana striking out about 26% that he faces. Uh, Everything else is pretty average uh, across the board peripheral-wise. Mets team total as we're waiting for the weather, but lefties 256 versus Quintana, righties 323. They do have a righty-heavy lineup much more than they used to have before all their trades. So keep that in mind. It's something to think about. But like Azrubal Cabrera, Jose Reyes, switch hitters, you got either Plowecki or Dearnode behind the dish. You got, uh, and then you mix and match in the outfield with some of their other options. So see what lineup pops out. But Mets could have a couple sneaky guys in there. But as a whole, I do like Quintana at 10-9 as a lower-end five-digit pitcher. So up top, you got Kluber, far and away my top option. And then I'm just skeptical on Kershaw's pitch count. I know it's the Giants. I know you can get to him. And Kershaw's Kershaw. He could throw a gym. I'd just rather take that kind of money elsewhere. I go... Um, Quintana 2, Verlander 3, Kershaw 4. That's my rankings there. Kluber, Quintana, Verlander, Kershaw. Let's go look at the 9s and the 8s. And this is the guy I have no problem starting all your lineups with. If he gets hit, he gets hit because it is possible facing Tampa Bay. But for $9,600, has the same upside as a Quintana, a Verlander, even maybe a Kershaw on a pitch count. I'm talking Sonny Gray uh, pitching in City Field against the Tampa Bay Rays. Big, big strikeout team. You got Sonny, who in two starts for his Tampa this year, 12 and a third innings, four earned, but 16 strikeouts in that 12 and a third, averaging 22.2 points to start against Tampa Bay. And he's coming off three straight starts, 22, 22.2, 31.6. Really, really good stuff with Sonny Gray. And a 5K, 9 and 9 in those three starts, showing 
really, really fitting in in that Yankees lineup or rotation. Great trade. Tampa Bay, again, strikes out a ton, 25%. CeCe was phenomenal last night. For some reason, they couldn't let him get another two outs, unfortunately. Otherwise, we get the W in there, too. Got around 15 points in four and a third innings because the strikeouts aren't there. Uh, Sonny strikes out over 23%. His swinging strike rate's up to 12%. And the other really good thing besides a very good hard contact rate is his ground ball rate's 54.2%. So he's getting a lot of strikeouts and a lot of ground balls, keeping the ball in the ballpark, limiting damage is what we like, especially at 2600 bucks. you got the Rays, the third lowest total on a slate behind the Tigers and the Giants at 3.81. Lefty's 262, righty's 295. Sonny Gray at $9,600. You could have a... Justified argument that he should be in the 5K range ahead of guys like Gio Gonzalez and Jose Quintana. I have no problem with that at all. Even maybe up there with Verlander. I think Sonny Gray's in a great spot tonight. If the Rays bats wake up, which they can do, go for it. But City Field also good pitching environment. So Sonny Gray at 96 is in play. Garrett Cole, $9,400. I do like a lot, especially with that K upside versus the Brewers. He's pitched very well against them this year in four starts, 27 innings, 7 earned, 32 Ks in those 27 innings. Averaging 25.4 DraftKings points per start in those matchups. Uh, has been better on the road than at home this year. But lefties do hit them well. So check the lineup. If they go lefty heavy on you, which they can, well, you might want to temper back your your uh, Garrett Cole expectations. But when you have a team like, like Milwaukee that strikes out 26% of the time, you can't just ignore them. Garrett Cole with a 22.3% strikeout rate, ground ball rate of almost 47%. Milwaukee's team totals 434, middle of the pack type stuff. Lefties again 334, but righties 288. So check and see what the lineup dictates. Uh, if it's lefty heavy, maybe temper back, but the K's will be there even with lefty heavy, as you've seen with them this year. They put the lineups out there to try to beat him, and he's still done very well. He might give up a, a, a few runs, maybe a couple homers. Hopefully they're solos, but he should get you a, a boatload of K's. This is a game that is a very, very good spot. We would love it in Pittsburgh, but even in Milwaukee. At 9400 he should be lower owned. People will go to Sonny Gray or they'll pay down or they'll pay up even more. So you could get an interesting option with Garrett Cole at 94 Just a little riskier than Sonny. Sonny I feel quote-unquote safer with, which is always a word I hate using when it comes to fantasy sports. But is an intriguing play nonetheless. After, after Garrett Cole, a play I like a lot. It's risky, of course, and it's in Toronto good hitting environment, but I think people are going to be scared off of him, and I warned you all before his last start. Let him have a start to figure it out. Dylan Bundy, 8900 bucks. He got destroyed against the Yankees his last time out, but it was mainly in the fifth inning. He threw four really good innings, but I told you all, he threw 116 pitches. Complete game, one-hit shutout, 12 strikeouts, pretty much all career, career best for him. 50.9-point performance against Seattle prior to that Yankee start. A lot of guys, especially young guys, with their first shutouts and all that kind of stuff, they struggle their next time out. They're just a different guy. Well, he's gone through that fire. He's back. Uh, Wellington Castillo left with an injury yesterday. He had to go to the hospital because he got hit with a foul ball in the uh, the nether regions. So hopefully he's okay for one. But that should really mean Caleb Joseph is going to be starting. And that's who we want starting against Bundy. I've said it many, many times. If you're a regular on here, you know the drill. But Bundy uh, faces a Toronto team that strikes out 21% of the time. Bundy has 22% K rate. Swinging strike rate's great. Still a lot of fly or Yeah, a lot of fly balls. Got only a 33% ground ball rate, which is not ideal. But when it comes to Toronto, he's faced them twice this year. 13 innings, only one earned run in those 13 innings with 14 strikeouts. 28.6 points on average 
for Dylan Bundy. Now, if he gets blown up again, maybe, you know, it's just he's done too much. This is deep in the year for him. He's around 160 pitches or innings this year. That's, that's a big year for a guy that's been battling injuries his entire career. So there's something to think about, keep an eye on. Maybe if, if this one doesn't go well, well, we, we've had a great run with Dylan Bundy. But great matchup. Uh, you have a Toronto team total that is, where'd you go? 441, about middle of the pack. Lefty's 324, righty's 295. So Dylan Bundy, he's going to probably get ignored because of what he did his last time out and people scared of that Toronto lineup because they do have some pop, but as a whole, nothing special, and they strike out a ton. So Bundy at 89, definitely in play as a GPP play. And it's just a, a discount. We were, we were having to pay quite a bit for Dylan Bundy. If you look at his game logs, he was 93 last time. He's 88 prior, but then 10-8, then 84. He's rotating around a lot. 74. So actually, this is still pretty high for Dylan. But I just felt like it was we were paying up for him. But interesting spot at 89. The last guy in this 8-9K range. Uh, not a big strikeout guy. It's always the bugaboo I have on him. But Kyle Gibson. Of the, the Twins, 8200 bucks Didn't strike anybody out his last time out. Seven innings, only two earned, but no Ks. So that killed us at 5.8 points. But that was Kansas City, and we said they don't strike out a lot. Two prior starts, 24-5, 24-2. The three starts prior to the last one, 5, 7, and 8 on the strikeout range because that 8K range, he had 29 DraftKings points. He looked really, really good in those starts. And, and again, looked great in his last start, just didn't get the strikeouts. Well, Good for Kyle Gibson because he's facing a Padres team that strikes out 25.1% of the time. Gibson's not a strikeout guy, but he's got a ground ball rate of almost 52%. Combine that with the strikeout rate of the Padres. He's in a very, very prime spot tonight. Um, the Padres team total, surprisingly, is 459. Lefties, 371. Righties, 349. We know Gibson has been hit a lot in his career in the season you name it he's done it but a very very nice spot against san diego and he will be overlooked at that price tag we're used to getting him in the low sevens even in the sixes so 8200 bucks for gibson he is priced up today highly overlooked interesting gpp play so in your nines and eights you got sunny gray at one dylan bundy two garrett cole three kyle gibson at four let's drop down to the sevens and the sixes uh, one I'll mention, it's it's sketchy as sketchy can be, but you're getting such an insane discount on the quality that is there. It just hasn't been there consistently at all this year. But Johnny Cueto, 7300 bucks. You don't have to use him if you don't want to. Coming off a great start at Colorado, 23-1, but prior to that, many, many duds. But what I do want to mention against the Dodgers this year in three starts, 19 innings, 11 earned, but 17 Ks, he's averaging 14.6. Around 15 points you will take with Cueto at 7300 bucks. plus the Dodgers' offense is brutal. Last night, we don't count that rain delay. It was a bullpen game. We know the Giants' bullpen. Stratton only went a third of an inning before the rain came back. This is a whole different animal. The Dodgers strike out 22.4% of the time. Cueto still has very good strikeout stuff and almost 11% swinging strike rate. It's just he gets up a lot of home runs. But uh, in this ballpark, that'll help a ton. And, you know, you look at the Dodgers, 394 total. It's like the sixth highest or sixth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 328, righty's 343. They are a lefty, for the most part, lefty heavy lineup. Just an intriguing play to think about. In GPPs, he'll be super low on. No one's going to touch him. They still think the Dodgers are amazing, and they're not. They are not amazing right now. They're on their verge of losing 10 straight games, and they, their 20 game lead in the West is down to like nine. So. 
There are problems in Hollywood. Just accept that. But Cueto at 73, very, very interesting. If you want to drop down to 71, though, this is a guy I do like. Robert Stevenson at the St. Louis Cardinals. Stevenson coming off 24.1 point performance against Milwaukee at home. Then at 22-7 against the Mets at home. 28-2 against the Pirates at home. 15-1 at Atlanta. Good hitter's ballpark. A 9-3, then a 16-4. The kid has been really, really good right now. Um, getting a lot of strikeouts. We know St. Louis isn't the biggest strikeout team, but they do strike out 22% of the time now. You got Stevenson's 23.2% K rate. The walks are always a concern over 14%. Huge swinging strike rate. Um, St. Louis could run into some. You never know with their offense. They're so hot and cold. One of the harder ones to predict, but uh, lefty's 364, righty's 357. Team total of 466. Those averages are more the beginning of the year stuff than what he's been doing lately. He's been very, very good of late. So 7,100 for Stevenson is a lower end option. I can totally get behind. If you drop down to the sixes, you got Eduardo Rodriguez at home against the Oakland Athletics. 6,700 bucks for Erod, a guy that gets you 15 plus on most of his days. 21-3 last time against Toronto. And he's always priced down. He got beat up at the Yankees, but then against Baltimore, 14-2. Cleveland, 13-2. Very good offenses right there. St. Louis at 10-6, then at the Yankees, 25-1. White Sox, 15-9. Kansas City got him. Then Seattle, 10-6. Toronto, 16. He's he's a, he's gets you the strikeouts. Those are always there, but the walks are an interesting problem with him. And um, but again, I mentioned the strikeouts, and the reason I love this at 6,700, Oakland strikes out 24% of the time. He's got almost a 25. He's got 25 and a half percent strikeout rate. Too many fly balls. So Oakland's bats are in play, especially in Fenway with the, the monster. But Erod is definitely in play with the strikeouts. There's a ton to like in the strikeout department. Oakland's team total is four three four. So a guy at 6,700 bucks with a lower half total is very very intriguing. Um, it's the same team total as the Brewers against Garrett Cole four three four. Lefty's three eighty nine versus Erod. Righty's three hundred four. So you got reverse splits in play there. So Erod at 67 is very, very, very enticing to me at that price, especially the matchup top. He should probably be chalky for people spending up, but I don't care on this. I will be, I'm will be. i very different with my bats with the value these days. And then the last guy, everyone's going to want to know about him. You can use him if you want, but it's a very sketchy matchup in Philly. He faced Philly at home, seven innings, three hits, no earned, eight Ks in his debut for 28-2. He had 12.5 points against the Nationals his last time out. So six and eight strikeouts in both starts. Tucking Dylan Peters, the big lefty for the Marlins. He's a very talented guy. Strikeouts have been there in bunches. The Phillies strike out in bunches. So you look at Peters. Um, where is he at? Philly 21.1% carry versus lefties. Uh, 30% carry, 12.5% swinging strike. These are very small samples with Peters. But Philadelphia 4-4-4 total, almost like the A's and the Brewers, very low. Um Lefties still don't have a batting average versus Peters. Righties 291 against small samples, but lefties don't even have a hit off of him yet in his two starts, so keep that in mind. But uh, the scary part is Philadelphia It's the worst part. His two starts were in Miami. Great, great pitching environment. Phenomenal pitching environment. So the park shift is very, very, very sketchy for Peters, but the strikeouts should still be there. Uh, makes for an interesting punt play at 65. I don't hate it. It's sketchy. It worries me a bit, but I don't hate it. So down below here, I got uh, Stevenson one, or no, Erod one, Stevenson two, Peters three, Cueto at four. So to recap your pitching up top, you got Kluber one, Quintana two, Verlander three, Kershaw four, 
in the eights and the nines, you got Gray one, Bundy two, Cole three, Gibson four, and the sevens and the sixes, you got Erod one, Stevenson two, Peters three, Cueto four. Let's get to the bats. And we'll kick it off with the catcher's position, which is always let off with the one and only Gary Sanchez. He's facing Blake Snell at 4800 bucks at City Field. Uh, but that's a great matchup for Snell. When you're looking at Mr. Snell, the Yankees have a total of 419. Not a bad total, but lefties 240, righties 336. Very, very nice spot for Mr. Gary Sanchez. Uh, Zunino 41 versus Geo. Righties have hit. Uh, Gio with a ton of hard contact and power, so you can't ignore it. But I'd pay up for Steve uh, for Sanchez, or you go down below. And you look at guys like uh, Rio Muto versus Pavetta, because um, the Marlins total four five six, lefties three nineteen, righties are hitting Pavetta at four fourteen. So Rio Muto at thirty seven is worth a look. Uh, you go down to guys like Kurt Suzuki at thirty six hundred versus Gio Gonzalez. I like that quite a bit. Oh, Zaninos versus uh, the different Gonzalez. Sorry. But uh, Suzuki at 36 versus Gio, I don't mind at all. You scroll around some more. You got guys like Jan Gomes at 3,400 versus Boyd is a very, very solid play there. Like that a lot. If not, um, Perez for Cleveland at 33 versus Boyd, he's in play as well. The farther down you go, like Steven Vogt, 3,300 versus Garrett Cole could be worth a look in that matchup. Uh, if you want to be contrarian, Buster Posey, 33 versus Kershaw. I don't completely hate it, to tell you the truth. It's not the worst thing in the world to be contrarian in that one, especially if they go to the pen. But uh, I'd go elsewhere, most likely. But you look at guys like uh, Caleb Joseph, 2,800 versus Biagini. We like that a ton. Uh, when it comes to Biagini, Orioles, 4.59 total. Lefties, 3.33. Righties, 3.11. He's been very hittable at times this year. No hiding that one. Tucker Barnhart, 2,900 versus Lance Lynn. Lefties have hit Lynn. Very, very well this year. When you're looking at the Reds, 384 total. Lefties, 346. Righties, 243 off Lynn. So Barnhart at 29 is a nice below 3K option tonight. Um, Mickey Montero at 28 versus Bundy. If you're fading Bundy, that's where you're looking there. If not, uh, Rafi Lopez at 27, either one. But the farther down you go, it's always interesting to see who comes out. Like Nick Hunley's 27 if you want to fade Kershaw. I'm not desiring the fate of Kershaw. Don't don't get that twisted. These are just options here. But um, like uh, Matt Weider is only 2,500 versus Tehran. We know how lefties have their fun with Tehran. Tehran's been better of late. The Nat, the the Nationals, 4.67 total. Lefties, 3.32. No, 3.35. Righties, 3.33. Versus Tehran, so Weeders at 25 is definitely in play in that matchup. Good value option there. I think he's actually been hitting pretty well of late. If we take a look, nah, still only averaging 4.4 his last 10. He's so inconsistent. He has those big games, then he disappears again for a while. Like Jose Lobaton at 24, same matchup isn't horrible. We go down a guy like Jose Alfaro versus Peters at 2300. That young bat in that ballpark versus the lefty, I can dig that. He's averaging about seven points his last 10 games. So Alfaro. At 23, nice little value there. Uh, the farther down you go, if Josh Fegley is back and playing, he might crack the lineup at 2,200. For, yeah, he is back. He had um, 11 points on Sunday against Houston. So he's a good right-handed bat that usually faces lefties in uh, Oakland. He'll be 22 versus Erod. I know Erod's got the reverse splits, but something to keep in mind there. That was a low-price option. Your other options, if we have any... 
I didn't. I, I passed him up. Let me find him. Like Chris Stewart's twenty or two K versus Suter if he gets to start. Um, a couple other options I passed. I want to get to you real quick. Please forgive me. There's so many of them down here. Where did they go? Uh, da, 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 da. Like uh, Elias Diaz of Pittsburgh's three K versus Suter. That's not horrible. Did they price him up? Let me just go to the game. It'll be a lot quicker this way. I hate this new format on the computer. It's horrible. Um, I like being able to have my scroll down tabs, move things around. i got to go all over the place. Uh, Chris Jimenez is 2,700 for the Twins versus Mr. Wood, the lefty. So Jimenez at 2,700, very, very much in play. They moved Garver. He's not a catcher eligible anymore. But uh, Jimenez at 27, another sub-three guy to think about for the Twins versus Wood, very much in place. So there's good options. Sanchez up top is a really good spot tonight. But there are options down below, as usual, at the catcher's position. First base, you got Goldie at 52 at home against Gray is an intriguing option. But Edwin Encarnacion, 5,100 versus Boyd. Edwin loves his lefties. They have a 6.29 total. That is insane. Uh, lefties hitting 349, righties 373 versus Matt Boyd. So, uh, Get your Edwin exposure at 51. Guys like Rizzo versus Gaselman at 5K. I don't hate Gaselman's been up and down roller coaster ride. Santana at 49. But Freddie Freeman's 49. People will ignore his lefty lefty matchup versus Geo. Freeman has very, very good career success versus Geo. So don't sleep on that at 49. I mentioned all the hard contact uh, righties have had against Geo. But uh, lefties are only hitting 224 on the year. So be careful. But uh, when it comes to Freddie, he is in play. Greg Reese Hoskins, first base outfield eligible at 4800 bucks versus the lefty Peters. I like that a lot. Peters, again, different ballpark, first career road start. So many factors involved here. You might get the strikeouts, but a lively park like this, you can't ignore the bats at all. Joey Votto, 47 versus Lynn. I like a ton. Joey Votto's a guy I mention a lot on this podcast just because he's so consistent. Uh, averaging 10 points on the year, 7 points his last 10. So he's quieted down a little bit. No homers in his last 10. Lefties have gotten to Lynn, so keep Votto in mind in this matchup. <clears throat> a guy like Matt Olson, if he cracks the lineup at 44 versus Erod, he'll get overlooked again on the lefty-lefty. We mentioned the reverse splits of Erod. So Matt Olson is just white hot at the moment, averaging 13 points a game his last 10, six homers in his last 10 games. So he could be a very contrarian play at 44. Yeah, like Lucas Duda and Logan Morris in 43 and 42, respectively, if you're fading Sonny Gray. Um, I'm not aiming to fade him, but I understand if you do, just because Tampa Bay does have that ability to just drop bombs. But uh, he's a reverse splits guy. Lefty's 262, righty's 295. Neither hitting over 300, but righty's do hit him a little better than lefty, so keep that in mind. As you scroll on farther, you got a guy like Joey Gallo at 4,100 against McGill. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez making his start for Texas. They picked him up from Baltimore. Lefties 358, righties 317. Gallo at 4100 is a phenomenal play. You got Justin Bohr at 41. I mentioned righties better than lefties versus uh, Pavetta, but lefties are still hitting well, well over 300 in that ballpark. Bohr brings a ton of power to the dish at 4100. A couple options right here. I love a ton if you're not going to pay up. Gallo and Bohr. Really, really good spots there. You got the switch hit and Josh Bell versus Suter at 39. I don't hate that in that ballpark. Matt Holliday at 38 versus Snell. Um, don't mind that either. That's a really interesting spot there. Scroll down to a guy like Yuli Gurriel at 37. He'll get way overlooked. 
They're getting a discount. A guy that hits right-handed pitching very, very well. Averaging 7.2 his last 10. Garrett Richards, good young arm, made his first start uh, in a long time. Uh, his last time out got beat up pretty good. Uh, the Astros have a team total. How am I missing this? They should be near the top. Oh, 412, lower than I thought. Lefty's 241, righty's 257. Very, very small sample for Garrett Richards. Extremely small. Guriel, good stuff against righties. So that's a sneaky play there. But Yonder Alonso against um, the other Gonzalez. It's the Battle of Gonzalez. One with an S, one with a Z in Texas. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is a lefty. So lefty's hitting 374, righty's 423 off Yonder. It'll be a sneaky play uh, for 3,700. Don't hate it at all. Lefty-lefty matchup people will overlook. The ball is always lively in the summertime in Texas. A guy like Hanley Ramirez, 3,600 versus Manaya. Hanley loves him. Some lefties. Manaya's been a little better of late. Still as a whole, not much to write home to mom and dad about. Boston, 5-1-6 total. Lefties, 263. Righties, 343 off Manaya. So Hanram at 36, a very nice upside value play. At first base, Ryan Healy, same thing. First base, third base, 3,600. Crushes his left-handed pitching. Or, um, and we mentioned the reverse splits, though. Lefty's 389, righty's still 304 versus Erod. So Healy, as quiet as he's been, is a very intriguing option there. Cut down a guy like Chris Davis, 3,500 versus Biagini. Mentioned lefties versus Biagini, a little better than righties. Chris Davis just, man, the powers there is just always a cheap dart. Same like... Uh, Eric Thames, 3,500 versus Cole, if you want to go that route. You got a guy like Mike Napoli, 3,500 versus Miguel Gonzalez. I probably passed tonight, but is intriguing. You scroll down, you could, if you want to fade Verlander, Valbuena is only 3,400 with his power upside. I'll go elsewhere, but he's there. Um, Danny Valencia, career has hit lefties well. He's 3,300 versus Gonzalez, but uh, that's not a lefty. That's a righty, so keep that in mind. Uh, da, 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 da. Mitch Garver for the Twins. He is catcher eligible. He didn't pop up there. First base catcher. He's a nice right-handed bat versus Wood for 3,100. Probably put him a catcher instead of first base. Other than that, you scroll around. You see what you can find. There's always a couple cheaper options. Like Vogelbox up, Candelario, super cheap plays. But not a ton to fall in love with down below. So at least stay with like hand ram and above probably. Good options there. Second base, Jose Ramirez left after getting hit twice yesterday. But he's 55 versus Boyd. He's in play if he starts. A guy like Dozier versus Wood at 5K is one of your top options by far. He loves him. Some lefties. Good spot there against uh, Mr. Alex Wood. Not Alex Wood. Travis Wood. Twins have a 5-4-1 total. Fourth highest on the slate. Lefties 329. Righties 381. So Dozier at 5K is in play. Cano versus Miguel Gonzalez at 49. like that a lot too. So one of those two. Dorado Nunez day-to-day, keep an eye on him at 47, especially if he's leading off versus Manaya. Interesting play there. Daniel Murphy started swinging it again of late after kind of being quiet for a while. I'm just nine and a half his last 10. He's 47 versus Teheran. Still like in Dozier up top. Cano's good spot there. You scroll on down, got Ian Happ at 43 versus Gaselman. Don't mind that at all. Uh, when you're looking at your cubbies, lefty's 355, righty's 354 versus Gaselman. Uh, D. Gordon, 43, not bad. Again, he gets overlooked all the time. He's still averaging 10 points his last 10 games, 14 points in his last outing. 
on Sunday. So keep him in mind. His last game is 14, 5, 15, 13, 3, 3, 10, 11, 8, 18. Lots to like with D. Gordon at 43. And it's overlooked a lot in a matchup where the Marlins are projected to put up some good runs against Nicholas Pavetta. So keep him in mind. You go down a guy like Scooter Jeanette, you're getting a discount as he's been priced up lately. He's 3900 versus Lance Lynn. We know Lynn's good. I don't want to like just go on a full-on targeting spree. But lefties do hit him well, so Scooter getting a discount at 39 does have some very nice upside. A guy like Starling Castro at $3,900 versus the lefty Snell. Career-wise, Castro has smoked lefties. That's a good price tag in that matchup. Jonathan Scope down to $3,800 in Toronto against Biagini. Not sleeping on that at all. Uh, Rubio Dort, 37, is intriguing. And Harris Alarte, 36, versus Kyle Gibson is a diff, is a nice um, fade if you're fading Kyle. Salarte is not a bad play at 36. Johnny VR at 36 versus Garrett Cole could be intriguing as a um, contrarian angle there. A guy like Dustin Pedroia at 35 I like a lot versus Manaya. These righties versus Manaya I will be jumping on. Pedroia on yesterday's Monday on Saturday. Two for two with a homer and two ribbies, 25 uh, DraftKings points. Been starting to get it going here of late. So 3,500 for PD worth a look. Emil Walker at 35 for fading Cole is another option there. You scroll on down, you got like Eric Gonzalez at 33 versus Boyd. If uh, Jose Ramirez doesn't play, he'll be on the lineup. Second base shortstop eligible for Cleveland as a cheaper option. Um, Brandon Phillips at 32. I'm not running there, but not bad. But like a guy like Max Moroff, second base shortstop for Pittsburgh, right-handed, or he's a switch hitter. He's 3,200 versus uh, Suter. That's not a horrible play. You got Azuya Hay at 3K versus Kyle Gibson as a, as a lower-priced option. We drop below 3K, though. You got switch hitting Ozzy Albies versus Gio at 29. I don't mind that at all. He's been hitting it really, really well. Watch your uh, – no, that's the wrong team. I'm hoping he's. I'm hoping he's in this um, this deal. Better be darn it. DraftKings don't screw me. But Chase Utley cracks lineup twenty seven hundred versus Cueto is not horrible. A guy like Ryan Goings at twenty six versus Bundy, second base shortstop has a nice punny. I went deep last night. Sixteen DraftKings points. Um, farther down you go. I'll have to check lineups. There's not too much. Maybe Franklin Barreto's right hand at versus Erod at twenty one. Other than that, not too much to run home about. Third base. Again, Jose Ramirez is there. You got Machado at 52. Arenado at 51. The guy keeps crushing it. Uh, Taiwan Walker, big flight ball guy in. Coors Light down there in Chase Field. 25 more points last night from Arenado. I keep telling you guys, I don't care who's pitching right now. If you want to gamble, not gamble, whatever. Arenado is one of the most locked-in guys in baseball. It's like him, J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout. You need to have almost at least one of them, if not more, Every lineup, if you can, right now, they're just so locked in. It's crazy. Aaron Otto at 51 versus Tywin Walker is great. Yeah, Freeman at 49. Talked about him already. Nunez, if he's in the lineup at 47, is worth a look. You got Jake Lamb at home versus a righty. John Gray is a very good righty, but still, great matchup there at 47 for Lamb if you want to fade there. Uh, Shaw's been slumping, but 46 versus Cole if you need to. Go down to a guy like uh, Kyle Seeger versus Miguel Gonzalez at 43. is a very good play in that ballpark. Switch hitting Eduardo Escobar at 44 versus Travis Wood. Could be worth a play as well. I love that Joey Gallo at 41. That's just outstanding. That is versus a lefty. And, um, I, I, that is versus a lefty. I did read that wrong. Against Marco Gonzalez. But still, lefty's 374. Righty's 423. 
probably some bullpen coming after that. So 41 for G, uh, for Gallo. Very, very nice. You scroll down, though, you got guys like Justin Turner at 38. It's not bad. Healy at 36 we talked about I like a lot. Todd Frazier actually hit well his last few games, and he does hit lefties well. He's 3,600. He's averaging 8.1 his last 10, three homers his last 10, 18, 6, 7, 16 his last four games, and a 2, and then an 11, and a 14. So he's hitting pretty well his last six games or so facing the lefty in Snell. He's someone to keep an eye on in that matchup. As uh, you scroll even farther, like Valbuena at 34, we mentioned. Yandy Diaz, a guy keeps getting it done. He's 3300 bucks, third base outfield eligible. 12 more points last night, averaging 7.7 a game. Right-handed bat versus Boyd. Yandy's a very good play at third base or outfield at 3300 I don't care which one. Very interesting play. If you play him at third, it makes him more contrarian. But either place, you're going to be contrarian regardless. His ownership continues to be very, very low. So keep an eye on Yandy Diaz at 3300 The farther down you go, uh, Ursula, if he cracks the Indians lineup, he's third base only. Um, I want Yandy much more. Ursula hasn't really been consistent at all. He's just an option. Like Derek Dietrich at 3K versus Pavetta, I like a lot in that matchup. He's been hitting towards the top of the order a lot too. Something to keep in mind there. As we scroll down, you have guys like uh, Mikel Franco's 2,900 versus Peters. That's an interesting punt option. Um, other than that, you got Candelario, but it's Kluber. Do you really want to? I don't know if um, Brian Anderson of the Marlins – He's a right-handed bat, righties crush Pavetta. If he cracks the lineup at 2,600, nice value power bat in that ballpark. I could see him going deep if he gets his shot. Um, Sean Rodriguez of Pittsburgh's third base outfield eligible. Loves hitting lefties. He's 2,500. J.P. Crawford would be a lefty-lefty matchup, so beware there. Don't go running just to play J.P. to play him. But Matt Chapman still getting no love. The guy's averaging 7.4 points a game. He had 23 points on Sunday. He 23-7-18-24 in his last four. You look at him, uh, 9.4 his last 10 games. He's $2,300 with E-Rod. That's just ridiculous. That's one guy that I know DraftKings has their deals. They've caught up to a lot of our value guys eventually. He's going the other direction. I don't understand it. He's like almost the best in all of baseball and barrel since the All-Star break. Great stuff with Chapman at twenty three hundred bucks. Phenomenal. It's not even a punt. It's just a. It's only a punt because of his price. The guy, if he was thirty five hundred, I'd recommend him to you. He's that good right now. That's just crazy. And against Erod, good spot there. Shortstop Francisco Lindor at fifty six hundred. Trey Turner uh, Lindor, by the way, crushes lefties even more than righties. He's crushing everything right now. But you want him first lefties then righties. It's fifty six hundred bucks. He's in play. That's an easy one. Turner's interesting versus Tehran at 54. You can run a bit on Tehran. Uh, Escobar, I mentioned him at 44 versus Wood. Correa's down to 44, getting a little bit of a discount against Garrett Richards. Uh, you go down to, say, Tim Beckham at 42 versus Biagini is a good spot. Didi Gregorius, 4200 bucks, crushes lefties. I mention that every time. And for the most part, he makes us proud with at least a double or something. He does very well. So keep him on your mind. Like Elvis Andrus versus the lefty Gonzalez at 42 is an outstanding play there. We loved him yesterday against the lefty. Got you seven points. He's averaging 13.7 his last 10. So Andrus at 42 is in a very prime spot for you there. Guy like Marcus Simeon who loves facing lefties. He's 41 versus Erod. He is in play as well. Keep him in mind. 
Marwin Gonzalez has heated up again after his slump, averaging 7.6 his last 10, 9 points last game out. He's 4,100 against Garrett Richards. Um, we're getting a discount. This price tag is dropping. He's 4K. Jorge Polanco switch hitting versus Wood. Keep your eyes on him. That is quite the discount way down the list here for a guy that's been swinging a insanely hot bat in the month of September and part of August. So 4K for Polanco. Maybe he's cooling down, but ride it while you can. Uh, you go down like Bogarts at 38. He's so hot and cold. I just can't touch him. He's averaging 5.7 in his last 10. He can run into one, sure. Manaya can definitely be the guy to help him break out of any kind of slump, but I'll look elsewhere. Trevor Story, we like him versus lefties rather than righties, but in that ballpark, fly ball pitcher like Walker. If you want a GPP contrarian play, I don't hate Story at 37. Not a guy for cash at all. Not a guy to run to if you only have a couple lineups. Doubled last night for five points. Just an interesting guy that can run into one and um, definitely boost you up in a tournament because no one's going to own him. Solarte at 36. I don't mind that either. Same kind of situation as Story for me. Um, but you go down even farther. I mentioned uh, Gonzalez for Cleveland at 33 versus Boyd, especially if Ramirez is out. He'll be in the lineup. So keep that in mind. More off at 32. You scroll down. Like a guy like Jordy Mercer, he went deep yesterday. He's 3,100 versus Suter. Not bad versus lefties. Hits righties with more power this year. But career has hit lefties very, very well. So keep him in mind. Uh, da, 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 da. As you go down. Freddie Galvis, 2,800 versus Peters. Don't hate it. Switch hitting Galvis. Uh, Chad Pinder, 2800 bucks. Outfield shortstop versus Erod. You're getting these A's super cheap. I know Erod's good. He strikes out a lot. But for GPPs especially, just because of the power that the A's bring to the dish, it's they're not like Brewers race bad as a home run or nothing, but they're pretty darn close. They're, they're up there with those guys where they might run into three or four today but strike out like 15 times as a team. So interesting stuff with the A's, and especially at the discounts you're seeing them at. could definitely help mix in with other lineups to save some cash with the upside. Ryan Goings at 26. I don't mind that versus Bundy if you're fading Bundy or just a one-off play as a punt. Definitely can see that one. Other than that, you have to check lineups. There's a couple options that they pop up like Barreto, Valera of St. Louis, super cheap or Stevenson, you know, a couple other cheapies down there if they pop up as just complete one-off punts. Outfield is absolutely loaded as expected. Giancarlo at 57 and Philly's phenomenal against Pavetta. But J.D. Martinez against Gray at 55, he continues to crush. He had like 22 points last night, 3 for 4 with a two-run score, a ribby and a double, even a stolen base. Averaging 18.9 his last 10. That is just asinine. That, you don't see that. We haven't said that like something like that all year. We've seen hot guys, but 18.9, that's just crazy. You keep you keep playing them while you can. Uh, you got Mookie Betts versus Manaya at 52 is outstanding. He'll probably get overlooked because people will go to JD or Stanton if they have to, but Betts is in a great spot as well. Trout at 52. I know it's Verlander, but you can't sleep on it. But Blackman at 52 is a great play versus Taiwan Walker. I like that a lot. Uh, Blackman had a couple knocks last night, even against Granky, I believe. Um, he had one knock, one double. But five points last night, still averaging 10.3 his last 10. Springer's been hot. Ozuna at 49 is a great spot versus Pavetta. I mentioned Reese Hoskins at 48. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Nelly's not bad, but it's a righty-righty, so just keep that in mind. Josh Reddick at 46. Sneaky, always overlooked, hitting it really, really well. Yellick at 46 as well against Pavetta. Uh, da, 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 da. Nomar Mazzara, I know it's a lefty, but he took a lefty deep yesterday, and you'll get bullpen. He's 45. Uh, Matt Olson at 44. Talked about him already. 
By Byron Buxton. Cooled down a little bit. Still hitting really, really well, especially the second half of the season. 10 points on Sunday. Still averaging 8.8 in his last 10. 4300 bucks versus the lefty Wood. That is a great price tag for the upside you can get with Buxton. So that's not a bad play at all. Mentioned Happ at 43. Adam Jones at 43 is in play. Gerardo Parra at 43 versus Tywan Walker. That's a sneaky play there as Colorado is a uh, – where'd you go? I just had you right there. Uh, lefty's 310, righty's 301 versus Taiwan, but tons of fly balls. As you go down farther, guy like Sensu Chu at 42 can hit lefties just fine. Don't, don't run away from that. Pollock, you're getting a discount at 42 versus Gray. Uh, Enciarte, 42. K with the Chris Davis is only 4,100 versus Erod. That is outstanding, uh, for especially for like one-off power options. That is just great. J-Ups, 41 versus Verlander. I understand the discount there. Verlander is very, very good. But when he gets blown up, he gets blown up big time. And before the trade, he was much, much better in Detroit than on the road. Keep all that in mind. By no means am I saying go like full game stack. But if you want to go one-offs contrarian-wise, don't hate it. Make sure you do with power guys like we talked about. So J-Up is an option. Like Marvin Gonzalez at 41, I like more consistent-wise versus Richards. Starling Marte at 41 versus Suter's outstanding. Uh, against the lefty there. The line out of Shields, I mentioned him yesterday. He leads off. He even went deep yesterday. So he's 41 versus Gonzalez. Still in play for me tonight. Very good play at 4,100. Uh, you can go down like, I can't recommend Cargo. I know he's, I know it's against Walker. I just can't do it. He's 4,100. If he does it, he does it. I can't I can't recommend it. But Andrew McCutcheon, he was 3K yesterday. I used him as a punt. He went deep. He's 4K today versus Suter. He's still in play at 4,000. Don't hate that at all. The Pirates... Have a team total of 416, lefties 260, righties 321 off Suter. So definitely worth a look. Mitch Hanniger went deep yesterday. He's 4K today. Righty, righty, but still a good spot for him. Yeah, Austin Jackson loves facing lefties. He's priced down to 3900 He was in the mid-force for a while there. 3900 Austin, Austin Jackson, very, very good spot for you there. Kiermaier at 38 versus Gray is a good spot as well. I mentioned how Freeman has very good success versus Geo. Matt Kemp, very, very good success versus Geo at 3800 You're getting a discount on the Boomer Bust. Kyle Schwarber at 3700 bucks. You're getting the home runner. You're getting nothing. Averaging seven points his last 10. Uh, 3700 versus Gasselman is a very nice discount, especially in a GPP power option. You scroll down, Nick Markakis, lefty-lefty, but not bad. Robbie Grossman at 36, I like a lot. I know they bat him ninth, which sucks, but he's a switch hitter. Averaging 7.7 his last 10, getting on base like crazy. Over the weekend, he had 5-4, but the 19, 18, 12, and 14. When Grossman gets going, he gets going. He gets on base, and you have Dozier and company behind him. Good spot for Robbie uh, as a contrarian angle at 36. No one will own him. See if Clint Frazier cracks the lineup. He was activated from the DL yesterday for the Yankees. Right-handed power youngster versus Blake Snell at 36. Could be a nice lower-priced option. Got the Grandy Man at 36 versus Cueto. Um, You go down some more. I mentioned things at 35. Ben Gamble at 35 is a nice value versus uh, Marco Gonzalez. Denard Span, not not tonight, but he went deep again last night. They had him batting third. It's just crazy what they got going on there. Uh, Greg Allen's not horrible at 34 for the Indians. Zobris down to 34. Keep an eye on him. Rajay Davis loves his lefties. Probably, well, I don't know these days, but could be towards the top of the order. He's 3,400 versus Manaya. Good spot for Rajay in that matchup. 
farther down you go. Adam Frazier's been playing great, but Yandy Diaz, 33. Do like him quite a bit. If you think you'll get, if you think the Twins get to Wood early, which is very, very possible, and you get a lot of San Diego bullpen, you get Max Kepler at thirty-three hundred bucks. That's a steal. But he might not even crack the starting lineup. But Scott Shevler, nice left-handed power bat versus Lance Lynn at thirty-three. That's a good option there. Son, uh, Chris C. Dick, Corey Dickerson, thirty-three hundred versus Sonny Gray. Discount there for a power bat. I'd go Shevler at thirty-three, but we know C. Dick can run into one on anybody. You go down farther, if Aaron Althair cracks the lineup, he is back from the DL like the last four or five days. He is only uh, 3,300 versus Peters, and Althair hits lefties with a ton of power. So keep him in mind. Um, you got the likes of Brandon Geyer, 32 versus Boyd. Geyer's been slumping but does like his lefties. Probably go elsewhere, but he's not a bad option. Cole Calhoun at 32 versus Verlander is a value punt. Big upside there at that price tag. Boog Pal, not tonight. Nick Williams, if you want to go lefty, lefty. He's 31. I'm not running to do that, but it is an option. Uh, below 3K now. You know, Ezekiel Carrera is 29 versus Bundy. Uh, Luplo's 29 versus Suter, especially if he's hitting like fifth like he's been doing a lot. Good right-handed bat um, against Suter at 2,900. There are worse punt plays there, so that's not bad. Don't hate on that one. Chad Pender at 28. Mentioned him already. Hunter Pence, 28 versus Kershaw. He's been so bad, but that is cheap, cheap, cheap. Um, farther down you go. It gets interesting down here. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to target Kershaw, though. You're getting a lot of discounts down here with Giants bats. You got Sean Rodriguez, 25 versus uh, Suter. Mentioned him already. Say Victor Robles cracks the lineup versus Tehran. That's an interesting play. Um, it's right handed bat, but he's 2,500. That's interesting. Uh, da, 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 da. Like Mac Williamson in 2400 versus Kershaw. He's got tremendous power. Not running to play it again. Just mentioning you know, Tony Kemp, 22. I always like if he cracks the lineup, he barely ever cracks it. Uh, yeah, you have to wait and see what else comes out because there's a ton of names down here with all these call ups that have been happening. Tons and tons and tons. Um, let me check one more because I did not see him in here. Yeah, unless they have him on the wrong team, which is very possible with DraftKings. Yeah, they still have him on the Dodgers. He's been traded to Texas, just so you know. But Willie Calhoun, that's who I thought I saw earlier. He's second base. He's $2,800. Um, Texas called him up. So, big, big bat. Doesn't play much defense. Big, big bat. So if uh, Willie Calhoun's in the lineup at 2,800, he's a lefty, so be lefty-lefty, but still an intriguing play in that one. So there are your bats. Recap your pitching up top. You got Kluber, one. Quintana, two. Verlander, three. Kershaw, four. In the middle, Gray, one. Bundy, two. Cole, three. Gibson, four. Down below, Erod, Stevenson, Peters, then Cueto. Quick look at your BVP on the slate. Um... The White Sox, a lot of guys are hitting well off Cubby. Only Hosmer and Bonifacio, I mean, for the Royals, have taken Cubby deep. But a lot of two-for-fours and two-for-fives through there. Um, Trey Turner, four-for-six with a double off Julio. Lobatone, seven-for-21, double-two homers. Mentioned I like him as a punt if he's in the lineup. Murphy, nine-for-28, five doubles and a homer. Kendricks, three-for-eight. Rendon's eight-for-30. He's... Um, Kurt Suzuki, who I like, 5 for 8, 2 doubles and a homer off Geo. Swanson, 3 for 10 with a double and 2 homers. 
Adonis Garcia is even 6 for 10. Kemp, 7 for 21 with a double and two homers. Enciarte, 10 for 20 with a double. Freddie Freeman, 12 for 39, five doubles and two homers. So you lots to like there. Tommy Joseph went two for three off Peters in their first matchup. That's the only guys that hits off Peters in that lineup. But again, one sample. Christian Yellick, two for six, two homers off Pavetta. Stanton's taking him deep. Azuna's taking him deep as well. Scope, five for 13, two doubles off Biagini. Machado, five for 14. Hanram, three for four, two homers off Manaya. I love that play. I know it's a small sample, but he loves his lefties, and that's pretty positive there. Betts, two for five with a homer. Like Eric Young's four for four with a double. Pedroia's two for five with a double. Stuff to look at. Pender, two for six with a double and a homer off Erod. Lindor, five for 11 with a double off Boyd. Bruce has taken Boyd deep. Miguel Cabrera, 23 for 53. Three doubles, six homers off Kluber. Um, Presley, six for 13. Castellanos, nine for 33 with a double. Evan Longoria, 10 for 26. Four doubles and a homer off Gray. Espinosa, Longoria, Plouffe, Kiermaier, and Dickerson have all taken great deep. But as a whole, a team hitting 245 against them. Gary Sanchez, three for six, a double and two homers off Blake Snell. Already love that play. Didn't need the BVP, but there you go. Neil Walker, four for eight with a triple and a homer off Cole. Broxton's taking him deep. Shaw's taking him deep twice. Hernan Perez taking him deep as well, but as a team hitting a buck 83 against him. Uh, Gerard Dyson, who is done for the season, so he does not matter, but he's 10 for 15 against Miguel Gonzalez. That is pretty damn good. Nelson Cruz, four for 14 with a double and a homer. Beckham's taking him deep. Cano's taking him deep as well. Uh, Aoki, 7 for 17. Two doubles against Quintana. Nori Aoki. Not big samples the rest of this way. Carpenter and Fowler, small samples, taking Stevenson deep. Scott Shebler, 3 for 4, two homers off Lynn. Votto, 13 for 28, 464 average, two doubles and a homer. Gannett's 8 for 28, two doubles. Cozart's taking him deep twice. Not the worst thing in the world. Mark Reynolds, 4 for 10, the double and two homers off Taiwan. Cargo, 4 for 11, three doubles and a homer. Desmond's taking him deep as well. Full hole, 7 for 21, three doubles and a homer off Verlander. Trout's taking him deep twice, but only hitting a buck 25 against him. Valbuena's taking him deep as well, but hitting a buck 20. Brian McCann's taking Garrett Richards deep. Josh Reddick, 8 for 21. Altuve, 9 for 28 with a double. Posey, 24 for 90. It's a 245 average with three doubles and three homers off Kershaw. Not much else to like there, as you'd expect. Granderson only hitting 222, but has three homers off Cueto. Justin Turner, 11 for 29, has 379 average, three doubles and a homer. Seeger's hitting 400, 10 for 25 with a double and a homer. He's 4K tonight if you think he has a good night, which he just hasn't done enough lately. But a, a value I did like was Utley hitting 302, 13 for 43 with a double and a homer. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is taking him deep as well. There's your BVP. There's your MLB DFS quick hits. Follow us on Twitter, thesportsdgens.com. On Twitter, at thesportsdgens. I'm on Twitter, at bdintrick, to help you with your DFS needs and everything else, fantasy-wise, sports-wise, whatever. Um, the always pressing BMW preview with myself, Jesse, and Bucks is out and about on SoundCloud, iTunes. The article will be out this morning. You'll have Jesse's preview as well, as always. You'll have Around the Bases coming up recording tomorrow. You have the two-point conversion pod recording tomorrow. You have Doc Saturday Edge coming up. Tons and tons going on at UFC this weekend, NASCAR, 
Yes, tons going on. Get it in. We have two new writers for NFL DFS. One will do NBA later in the year also. But we'll have about three or four articles coming out there, plus the Taco Report. If you guys didn't check out the Taco Report, Taco won the Jort this week, one of the tougher tournaments to win. So the guy is goofy. He's a funny guy. I've known him for a long time. But he loves his DFS, um, and he's pretty darn good at it. He's, he's just weird, but he's very good at it. So keep an eye on that. But more importantly, good luck today. Hit me up with your questions. Get a 14-game slate to attack before we get back into football. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, September 12th edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.